You are listening to the weekly sermon from Elevation Community Church in Blanchester, Ohio. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Phil Nelson. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit myelevationcc.org. Wow, that was awesome. There is a lot going on here at Elevation Community Church. Isn't it great to be a part of a family that is real? I, I, I love it. I love it. And uh, you asked for it. We, we put the slide up there because we know that it was really quick and you didn't get that phone number. Uh, you can always find that phone number on our Facebook page and our website. Um, and uh, we, we challenge you. We challenge you and encourage you to write some questions maybe that you've been pondering as maybe in your own personal or a group Bible study. Maybe it's something you've always wondered about God or about the Bible or about the church. Um, We would love, uh, over the the month of August, we would love to just process and talk uh, through these things. We don't have all the answers. We don't have it all figured out, but we're going to learn and process together. Here's the cool thing, too, is hopefully, uh, well, depending, if you send in a bunch of questions, we may, uh, we may fill our time, but we'd like to do some on-the-spot questions as well and see if you can um, maybe stump Daniel or Dennis. You'll stump me every time, but, you know. So that is our You Asked For It uh, series. Our family night, we just announced it, but you know what? I couldn't help but think that when we were going through the announcement video, I couldn't help but think this could turn into some really awesome conflict resolution therapy. <laughs> like marriages, I know most of you are doing well, but if you have something that you haven't been able to solve, come to family night and get in the mud pit and you could work it out. I mean, well, you said this, oh yeah, you know, could, could work. And then we'll pray for you after you get out. So uh, we are so excited. Families, this is for you. Uh, we, we don't want any families that are going to be present that have their kids with them. We don't want any family serving. This is for you. It's also for the community. We want to invite other families. So if you have neighbors, this is a great way to invite them to something that's not a church uh, service or, or, or a normal church experience. This is a perfect opportunity to invite parents to really just understand who we are as a church. Um, those of you who might be empty nesters, maybe you don't have any biologically kid, uh, biological kids, um, maybe your, your, your kids are gone for that day or you're just not with your family. We would love for you to serve. We have about 15 to 20 positions that we need served. We're going to have relays. We're going to have inflatable areas. We're going to have crafts. We're going to have so much activities, but we need some people uh, to help. So we have sign-up sheets in the uh, Welcome Center, which is right behind the sound booth. And then we also, for our potluck, we, we set it up. So in order to get your food, you need to pass the sign-up sheet. And so uh, we would love to get many of you signed up if you're willing to volunteer, but it's going to be a great event. So we are at the end of July. Summer is almost over. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? It's crazy. Mixed emotions. Some of you are so excited for your kids to go back to school. Kids aren't so much. Um, But anyways, uh, we are so excited that you've joined us for our wrap-up of the Elevation Community Church One Voice series. We've talked about so much, and so it's, we're going to try to take this fire hose experience that you've, you've gone through the last 
five weeks. And we're just going to get three takeaways today. We're going to look at three things. Number one, we're going to look at the big picture of what God is doing here and through ECC. Second of all, we're going to look at the big priorities. Is that mine? Might be mine. Uh, the big priorities here at ECC. So we're going to look at the big picture of what God's doing. Then number two, we're going to look at the big priorities of what that means for us going forward here at ECC. And then third, we're going to take a big look inward. We're going to end the service with just looking at our hearts and asking God to just bring healing, bring whatever you need in this season. Because you see, if you're not healthy, the church isn't healthy. If I'm not healthy, I can't lead a healthy church. If you're not healthy, I'm not just talking physically, I'm talking spiritually, mentally, emotionally, healthy in your relationship with God and your relationship with others, then we're not able to work together and do more together like God has designed. So we're going to look at the big picture, we're going to look at our big priorities here at ECC, and we're going to take a big look inward. Would you pray with me? Father, um, teach us. Move in our hearts this morning. All the distractions that are in our minds and around us, I just pray they would melt away. and We'd be able to see you for who you are today. I know we have an exciting day of fellowship and food. and I just pray for this moment that our ears would be open to hear your heart. That we would be focused on the right thing and make it the one thing. In Jesus' name, amen. One voice, what's the whole purpose of one voice? Well, we said this the first week. We said if you make the wrong thing the one voice, you will have a church body and a community that is filled with discord and chaos. If you make the wrong thing, how many of you, you don't have to raise your hands, have experienced either churches or maybe even other Christian families, people who said they're Christians, that they're making the wrong thing the one thing. And so in result, they have discord, disunity, and chaos. I grew, I grew up in one of those churches. They, they loved Jesus. They loved God. They were trying so hard, but they made the wrong thing the one thing. But when we here at ECC and the churches around this globe start to make Jesus the one thing, then there will be absolute unity, love, and clarity in what we're doing. We say it like this a lot here at ECC. Jesus plus nothing equals everything. Can you say that with me? Ready? Jesus plus nothing equals everything. That's the one voice that we want to proclaim and live out here at ECC and in our lives. I want to look at Ephesians 4, verses 4 through 6. Go ahead and uh, take out your Bibles. I realize there are some dark spots in the sanctuary. We don't have the normal house lighting. So we, we do, it, do with what we have, shall we say. So if you're not in the light and you need to read Go move in the light. What is that DC talk song? I want to be in the light. Yeah, OK. 
tough crowd this morning. Okay, Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, it's going to be on the screen. I would love to get our energy going this morning and you to read the word that is in yellow and underlined. So I made it very easy for all of us, okay? So this is Ephesians 4, verses 4 through 6. Our One Voice series is grounded in this scripture. Here we go. For there is body and spirit, just as you have been called to glorious hope for the future. There is Lord, faith, baptism, God and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. Now listen to it. Just listen. There is one body. There's one spirit. One glorious hope. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. Jesus plus nothing equals all, one voice, everything. We need to keep Jesus the main thing in your lives, in your family lives, in your work life, in your daily routine. We keep Jesus the main thing. And when we keep Jesus the main thing, we make the right thing the right voice. And there's harmony and unity. There's power and there's real life change. So our vision, the big picture here, here's the big picture. Could, could you go to that uh, series slide uh, for me for just a second? The series slide. Look at all those crazy words. Some are repeated. Some um, are larger text than others. This has been up every week and we never really have uh, directed your attention to it on purpose. But we have talked about almost every single word or phrase that's up here during this series. This is our thumbprint. This is our imprint here at ECC. Just, just take a look at all the words and see if any just jump off the screen to you. This is what we long to see, and we're excited that God is doing great things in our midst, but God is also calling us out of the boat of our comfort zone to step out in faith and to trust him for the things that we can't do in our own strength. Do you realize, do you realize that every week that goes by and every Sunday when I face those steps that come up here, I realize I am completely, 100% incapable incapable, inadequate, unqualified to be up here. I realize that it is only through the Father's love of calling me and making me his child and through Jesus Christ, his sacrificial substitutional work on the cross and the empty tomb and the Holy Spirit living inside of me where I am now capable to do what he's called me to do. We cannot do this outside of the power of Christ. Amen? We cannot do this outside of the power of Christ. So our mission here at ECC is rather simple. Some churches have maybe three words. It's very, very simple. But we try to condense it as best as possible. Here at ECC, 
Elevation Community Church, we want to fully connect people to Christ, his community, and his cause. What I would like for you to do, I would love for you to read it with me. We're going to read it a couple times so it gets in our mind, and then it kind of starts to uh, saturate within who we are here at ECC. It's one thing to know it. It's one thing to live it but it's a whole other thing to experience it. So let's read it together. Ready? Nice, loud, and proud. Fully connecting people to Christ, his community, and his cause. Yeah, you can continue. Good. Fully connecting people to Christ. We want people to be found by Jesus and the hope that will capture their heart. And when Jesus captures their heart through the power of the presence of God, the Holy Spirit, we know that true life change begins to happen inside. And eventually it will start to ooze and flow from within that person who has been saved by grace. We want to be fully captured, genuinely, sincerely captured where we take our faith seriously. It is not just something we tack on every week or check off our list every week. It is something, it's not even something we do. It's something we are found by God. Have you been found by God? Have you had a personal experience with the maker of heaven, your creator? Have you confessed your sin to God knowing that you deserve the penalty of death and hell and separation from God for all of eternity? But knowing that Jesus' blood on the cross that was shed for you is more than powerful, more than able to cleanse all of your unrighteousness, your filthy rags, your sin, the disgusting rebellion to God. It cleanses, it washes it away. God removed it as far as the east is from the west. He has forgotten our sin, and, yes, and yet we go to the sea of unforgetfulness, and we keep fishing. We keep fishing for our sins. They're forgotten. They're removed. That's how powerful the love of Christ is. And once we're connected to that hope in Christ, we want to connect you to personal relationships. This is our discipleship pathway. This is looking more and more like Jesus Christ and helping others to do the same. You cannot fully do this and complete this successfully and effectively without the context of relationship. And so that's why we work so diligently. We work so hard to connect you to relationships after church, during the week, in small groups, in ministry teams. Personal relationship is key to growing more and more like Christ. And finally, it's his cause that we want to connect you to as well. His cause to bring real life change in your life, in the life of others, and in our community through the power of Christ. This is called our discipleship pathway personal relationships, we disciple others, or we get discipled to look more like Christ, and then his cause is we help others do the same. So that is the big picture here at ECC and the Church of Christ. 
Now, the big priorities moving forward. Many of you just want to know, okay, just tell me what's the main thing, what do you expect from us, where are you going, and what do you want to do? So these priorities flow directly from our mission here to fully connect people to Christ, his community, and his cause. So we've got four major priorities. You're going to hear them hopefully every Sunday. You're going to experience them. You're going to see them on Facebook and our social media. Hopefully it's just, it becomes a thread that is woven through every heart, every relationship, every ministry here at ECC. Here's the first priority is we want to reach the unreached. Could you say reach the unreached? Reach the unreached. We're seeing this more and more. If you're visiting here this morning, this is our heart. We want to be real people connected to a real hope, connected to real relationships and experiencing real life change. We want to reach the unreached. We want to see the lost found in Jesus' name. We want to see light pierced through dark hearts. We want to see those who have not been reached by any other church, we want to see them reached, not by ECC, but by the love of Christ. But may it be that the love of Christ that they find and that they see is lived and projected in and through you. You know, Jesus, God the Father, the Holy Spirit, can just do whatever he pleases and bring the life change left and right and just call broken hearts to himself. And he does that without anybody else in the mix. However, what you and I experience more than anything is God longs to partner with us because we are ambassadors of heaven. We have kingdom authority, and God longs and loves to work in and through his children. Amen? So we want to reach the unreached. That means those who don't have a relationship from Christ and those who are far from Christ. Are they the same? They can be. But some are de-churched. Some of you have experienced this. Some of you have been burnt at the hand of the church. Some of you have been turned away by what other proclaiming Christians have lived their lives and how they conduct themselves. That is not how God sees us, and that is not how the church was designed to function. And so we have a place that is real and safe for anyone who has been wounded, hurt, offended, excommunicated, pushed out, judged, and condemned. Because the last time I've checked, Jesus doesn't condemn you. He forgives you, but he calls you to come seek him and find it. Because if you don't seek it, you won't find it. And if you don't find it, you will receive, in the end, the judgment for our sin. But here now, we want everyone to know who has been unchurched, de-churched, you are madly, madly loved, recklessly, ridiculously loved by God. And he wants a relationship with you. So we want to reach the unreached, and we're going to do this relentlessly, y'all. 
y'all. And you know what? The way we reach the unreached may look different than your preference. It may look different than the other churches in our community. It may look different than what you even like. And that's okay. We are going to reach the unreached. And how do we reach the unreached? We give them a place where they're accepted to be themselves. We give them a place where they know that they are loved no matter who they are, what they've done, or where they're going. We want to reach the unreached. Secondly, we want to see personal growth through personal relationships. I kind of hammered this early, so I will move on. But this, you, church, in order for us to experience the life change and be the one voice that we need to be for this broken community, we need to take this seriously. We need to grow. If you have not been discipled, and what I mean by that is if you have not been taught someone to walk with you one-on-one to teach you what the word says, to teach you who you are and your identity and what the church is designed to be, you need to be discipled because we're supposed to make followers of Christ. How can we make followers of Christ if we haven't been taught ourselves? The more that we grow in our walk with Christ, I promise you, the more the community will hear and see the gospel of Jesus. Is that something, you have to answer this in your heart. Is that something you want? Because you won't go and get it if you don't want it. So we want to reach the unreached. We want to see personal growth. And this one is a big one for us because this is kind of new for us. But we want to help families win. If our families here in this church are not winning, what does that say to a dying community about the church? What's their concept of God if our families just look the same as the world. Nothing. There's no momentum. There's no draw. There's no attraction there. But what happens when families are thriving? Families are finding favor with each other. And families are tight and they're walking with the Lord and the families are seeing great and wonderful things happen in their midst. The kids are growing and teaching the kids or the kids are growing and teaching the parents, and likewise, this would change the momentum of our church, y'all. This would change the momentum of our community. And surrounding communities, surrounding states and countries will be looking to Blanchester, Ohio, to see what in the world is making the difference. I believe that. And the difference is, the power of Christ living inside of us, but the church taking on the role to support mom and dad and to invest in the next generation. And we are going to do both of those moving forward. The family unit is broken in two. You have the next generation, the students. There's a quote that I uh, have been giving the last couple weeks. Could we put that up there? There's a generation sitting in the wings wondering how close we are willing to get, that we're watching to see how far the generation before them is willing to go. They are waiting, adults, to make a decision about God that we say we serve. 
and if we are not willing to get close enough to their brokenness, we will lose them. An Elevation Community Church will dwindle and fizzle and there won't be many leaders, many people proclaiming the name of Christ in 20 to 50 years. We can't let that happen on our watch. And so how do we do this? We realize as a church, we can't change the next generation. But parents, you sure can. Parents, you need to fight for your families. We said this last week. Our desire is to teach, support, disciple, and challenge our parents. If you're a parent in this house, you are a focal point of Elevation Community Church. You are a target that we are going to pour into, invest, to run after, and to love, and support, and disciple, and teach you to fight for what is most important, your children's future and eternal future. If that is not at the center and the forefront of your minds, I encourage you today to get on your knees and understand that time is running out. The things that they're focused and driven towards probably aren't going to line up to this. And it's our job as parents to lead the charge, champion our home for the future of our kids, but for the eternal future of their souls. It's so important. So important. So we want to reach the unreached. We want to see personal growth, discipleship, looking more and more like Christ in the context of relationship. We want to help families win. And lastly, of our big priorities, and this is not in chronological order, we want to build and restore that which is broken in our church and in our community. Are you guys with me or just, are you hungry? Me too. We want to see our community one for Christ. We want to see our community transformed. What would that look like? We've been doing a lot of praying. We've been doing a lot of seeking. And I wish I could tell you we have the answer. I think God has definitely directed our focus and our vision to be more on families but we have severe issues and broken problems in our community. We have broken marriages, broken families. We have people broken, asking the question, is it worth it? Making a decision of what to do based on the answer to that question. We have poverty issues big time in our community. Do you know that? I asked one of uh, uh, the teachers in our school district, I said, what percentage would you say of all students in the, in, in, in the school system of Blanchester, what percentage would be considered low, low income household to poverty? 
this teacher said 70%. 70%. Some kids don't know if they're going to have a meal in the evening. Do you know that over 50% have the low-income lunch meals? And that's if they turn in their form. They would probably get much higher of a percentage. This, this is a real deal. And because of the poverty, I think that they're all connected, we have a major drug issue in our community. I think it's... It definitely is reflected and it, it seems more intense than maybe other areas of Cincinnati. But we have a drug issue. And because we have a drug issue, we also have an issue where kids, teens, elementary kids have nowhere to go. They have no safe place. Now there's the exchange. I know there's other ministries that are trying to bring the light and we commend them to do that. They're doing more than we are at this point. They have nowhere to go, so what do they do? Trouble finds them. Drugs find them. Sex finds them. Violence and the internet finds them. We have got to do something about this. We have got to do something about this. And I just, I believe that there are people in our midst that are called by God to begin to stand up, step out, and pray and dream and seek God on behalf of our next generation problem. I would love to see a teen center in our community. I would love to see something that is focused on our teens and our kids. We don't know what that looks like, but guys, we have got to rebuild and restore what is broken. If we don't do it now, it may be too late. So we're gonna reach the unreached. We're gonna see personal life change and growth. We're gonna see families begin to win and we're gonna see our community changed by what God is doing in and through us. And so now, I'd like to take a big look inward into every heart here including mine. And I'd like to do this. Actually, you know what? Pastor Daniel, are you here? Can we actually get the commitment cards and the keychains? I'm going to change things up. Just since we need to do the inward inventory last. If you weren't here last week or maybe you didn't get a commitment card, we want every single person who calls Elevation Community Church their home to be in the game. We're not gonna ask you to do less, we're gonna ask you to do more because the stakes are high. We're not gonna ask you just to come once a month, once a year on Christmas and Easter. The stakes are too high. If you are committed to the body of Christ here at Elevation Community Church, we want you to commit Whatever that looks like. It may be doing something you don't know how to do. It may be just jumping on board and just serving in an area. And what we're going to do is once these are collected this week, if you didn't hear from us this past week and you filled one out, there's a reason. We're waiting till we get all of them in. And then we're going to begin to take the month of August. This is really important. So you don't think we're ignoring you. 
We're going to take the month of August to pray over every single person and ask the Lord, where does he want to maximize your gifts and your time and your service? So go ahead and pass those out. We have a keychain for you. It says we can do more together just as a reminder of who we are and where we're going. So lastly, if you're not filling out a commitment card, I just ask for you to just kind of refocus up here. I want to read from Ephesians chapter 3. If you have your Bibles with me, with you, would you mind opening them or pulling out your phone app? Could you all do that? Ephesians 3. We're almost done. Ephesians 3, this is Paul's prayer that I would love to pray over all of us as we move forward in this vision series. So Holy Spirit, just move, do what only you can do. It says this, can you do the first one? Thank you. For this reason, I bow my knees. We have to understand why he's bowing his knee. He's talking about the mystery and the power of the gospel, of what's at stake for the lives who don't have Christ. And so he says, for this reason, I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. Verse 16, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may have the strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, the height, and the depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Stop right there. That is impossible. That is impossible, is it not? I mean, everything that Paul's praying for, it's like, oh, I'd love to see that. How do, how do you sign me up? And the last couple verses are the answer. It says, now to him, not you, not your strength, not your knowledge, not your discernment, not your intellect, not your strength, not your wisdom, But to him be all the glory who is able to do far more abundantly, far more abundantly, far more abundantly. Some translations say immeasurably more than all we could ask or think according to what? The power that is at work within us, not around us, not somewhere in the spiritual realm, in us. Now to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Now as the band comes up, actually, could you keep that scripture on there, the first one, please? I want us to see a couple things in this as we look inward to our hearts to see where our health status is in our relationship with Christ. The first thing 
that Paul prays is that we would be strengthened through his Holy Spirit in your inner being. So let me ask you, where's your strength come from? How have you been operating this past week? In your own strength? Or the strength that only the Father gives? Because his strength with the power of the Holy Spirit, his strength within us does something. It says what? So that, right? So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. God needs to strengthen us through his Holy Spirit so that we can grow more like Christ. In order to grow like Christ, everyone, you need to have his spirit strengthening you. It's not you that are, that's growing. It's Christ growing you. Maybe you've had that upside down for so long. It's not you doing the growing. It's God growing you. Have you allowed his strength through the power of his Holy Spirit equip you and build up in you? And secondly, we are grounded and rooted in love. We are grounded and rooted in love. When someone is grounded, that means their roots go down deep so that no matter what hailstorm, no matter what windstorm comes, they are not knocked over. How many of you in this season just feel like they're being knocked over? God's word tells us that we are to ground ourselves and be deeply rooted in the love of God. Well, how do I find out the love of God? It's in here called the Bible. And we also discover the love of God through the Holy Spirit meeting with our inner being. And then we also find out about the love of God and grow in the love of God through other followers of Christ. The Word, the Spirit, and you all. That's how we are grounded in the love of Christ. Would you all stand? I just sense a heaviness that I just want to ask the Spirit to lift this morning as we close out this series with a song called Build Your Kingdom Here. I don't know about you, but have you been captured by the love of Christ? This powerful love of Christ is not about us loving God. It's about him first loving us. It's about him who knew no sin, became our sin, so that we could have righteousness of God. And this is the love that kept Jesus on the cross, y'all. This is the love that says while we were yet sinning, right now in your life, you may be broken and you may be completely stuck in sin. While you were still sinning, Christ died for you. He who knew no sin became our sin. That is the power of love. You know, the power of love also gives us a newness, a new identity. It makes us alive. It casts out all fear. I don't know about you, but are you living in fear? Because if you're living in fear, that's an indicator that you're not being grounded and rooted in his love. And so as we sing together, I just pray right now 
by the power of Jesus and the Holy Spirit, Father God, that you would do a work that only your spirit can do. Break chains, bring freedom, bring a zeal and a passion for you that they've never experienced before. And have your way, God. We pray for this community. We pray that it would be changed, it would be captured, and that they would see the change in us. Father, we love you. We want more of you. Take more of us, God. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Can we put our hands together and worship the Lord? Thank you for listening to our weekly sermon. If you'd like to go deeper with another resource from our church, please check out our weekly Impact Bible Study podcast as well. Both of our weekly podcasts are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud.